Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Hey, you don't judge me and I won't judge you. Is there scripture for that? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. The Bible does say something about judging, but let's do the Berean thing. Let's look in the Word. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpiltora.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in New York and Israel. Amen. In case you didn't know, Red Pill Torah can now be heard on Reach Gospel Radio in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and on the Reach Gospel Radio app. If you are in any of those areas or have the app, please listen out for it at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday mornings. Let us know that you heard the program, and please keep us in prayer. Today, we want to discuss some things from the Torah portion called Shoftim. Shoftim is a Hebrew word that in English means judges. Now, as our listeners surely know, there's also a book of the Bible called Judges, and if you've been a Christian for some time, You're likely familiar with the words of Yeshua in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. Yeshua said, don't judge so that you won't be judged. Wait a minute. So how can there be a book in the Bible called Judges, Mm -hmm. a Torah reading from the Bible called Judges, Mm -hmm. and a warning from Yeshua to not judge? Would Yeshua contradict the Old Testament? Well, um, if you believe that the New Testament is about a new covenant, and uh, that does away with the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, then that may seem to explain the apparent contradiction, I guess. On the surface, that conclusion may sound plausible. That is, unless you read and accept that the covenants of Elohim are eternal. Mm -hmm. And eternal in Hebrew means the same thing as eternal in English. When you know that the covenant Jehovah made with Israel is still in force, That means we're going to need to look again at the statement Yeshua made about not judging and see if perhaps we misunderstood what he said. When we look at the Hebrew word translated as judge in Deuteronomy, we see the word shafat. It's the root word of shoftim, or judges. Shafat means to decide or to make a determination in a dispute. That seems straightforward enough. Mm -hmm. So the book of Judges is about people whose job it was to decide. Was Shaphat also used in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1? Well, the translators of the King James Version translated their versions of the Gospels from Greek. But the Shem Tov's Hebrew Matthew manuscript um, uses the word tedenu. And that means to debate, to argue, or to litigate. Daddy, that sounds very adversarial. Like they're trying to prosecute someone. Hey, I agree, Mama. The difference between Shafat and Tedenu may seem minor on the surface, but there's actually a huge difference between them. Think of Tedenu as someone actively building a case against someone else, crafting arguments, let's say, to support their case and striving to prove their position. Okay. So in that context, Yeshua was saying, don't prosecute so you won't be prosecuted. We also know that Hasatan is the accuser of the brethren. Mm. The Greek word defined as accuser is kategoreo. It reminds me of the word category, 
as in a way to define something or someone. It's like the accuser is trying to define us in a way, trying to prove that we're not good or righteous so that Elohim should judge us. As we all know, the accuser embellishes the facts, purposefully misquoting the law and using other deceitful tactics to win a case. Remember the number he pulled in the Garden of Eden, twisting and even rebutting the words of Elohim? Mm -hmm. What Yeshua warns us against is prosecuting our brother. In contrast, the word shafat used in Deuteronomy means to decide or just make a determination in a dispute. So it doesn't mean prosecution. It simply means deciding, and it is a judge's job to decide in the event of a dispute. Deuteronomy 16, verses 18 through 20 says, You are to appoint judges and officers for all your gates in the cities. Jehovah your Elohim is giving you, tribe by tribe. And they are to judge the people with righteous judgment. You are not to distort justice or show favoritism. And you are not to accept a bribe, for a gift blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of even the upright. Justice, only justice, you must pursue, so that you will live and inherit the land Yehovah your Elohim is giving you. Moshe reminded Israel that it was their responsibility to appoint judges and officers, people to enforce the righteous decisions of the judges. Appointing men of character who would uphold the righteous standards of Yehovah was a great responsibility. Mm -hmm. As we know, the people themselves would suffer if they made poor decisions in appointing judges. The people were to submit to the authority of the judges, especially since they themselves made the appointments. By the way, if you haven't already heard it, check out our podcast episode number 42 called Justice, Justice. In that episode, we were so moved by the murder of George Floyd that we felt compelled to talk about it from a Torah-based perspective. One of the points we made in that episode was that in Hebrew, the same word is used to say justice and righteousness. The word is tzedek, and this is a powerful message to believers and to the whole world. Mm -hmm. There can be no justice unless it is based on the righteous principles of the word of Jehovah, the Torah. Mama, that's a huge point. The book of Shoftim, or Judges, describes life after Joshua, Moshe's successor, was dead. Chapter 17, verse 6, sums it up pretty well. It says, At that time there was no king in Israel. A man simply did whatever he thought was right. The result was that some of Israel's enemies, who should have been completely displaced from the promised land, were allowed by Elohim to stay put. These people became a consistent thorn in the side of Israel. Over the years, they fought each other, and these people enticed Israel to serve other gods, which brought on the wrath of Elohim. Using everyone's individual standards of justice means that there is no justice, only a constant struggle for power and no lasting peace. This is life without the instructions of Elohim, life without Torah. Life with Torah, however, as the standard for behavior and judgment results in a good life. Amen. Elohim-fearing judges were appointed to protect that great way of life. It seems inevitable that there would be disagreements between people, but when that happened, 
The judges applied the Torah to restore order in the society and to ensure justice or righteousness was done among Jehovah's people. The judges were not to write their own laws, also known today as legislating from the bench. Mm -hmm. They were bound to apply the Torah and do it righteously. While much of the Torah reading called Shoftim speaks to what leaders did back then, there are principles that apply to every citizen of Israel. For certain, they also apply to believers in the Elohim of Israel to this very day. When we started this podcast, we were contrasting Yeshua's instruction to not judge or prosecute others with the Torah and the prophets' writings about judges. Let's look at an example from the book of Acts chapter 9 of the bad kind of judging. Starting at verse 10, it says, There was a disciple in Damascus, Hananiah by name, and in a vision the Lord said to him, Hananiah. He said, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to Straight Street, to Yehuda's house, and ask for a man from Tarshish named Shaul, for he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Hananiah coming in and placing his hands on him to restore his sight. But Hananiah answered, Lord, many have told me about this man, how much harm he has done to your people in Yerushalayim. And here he has a warrant from the Kohanim to arrest everyone who calls on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, because this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name to the Goyim, even to their kings and to the sons of Israel as well. For I myself will show him how much he will have to suffer on account of my name. This is a great example of the type of judging Yeshua warned us about. Hananiah could only see Shaul, the persecutor. Yehovah saw Paul, the apostle. We may see sin in someone's life. We should confront them in love, not as if we determine their eternal fate, though. The word of Elohim is the standard and final judgment will be done by Yeshua. Amen. Now please consider our point that making a Torah-led decision in a dispute is a necessary function to maintain a cohesive community. Mm -hmm. This is true on a national scale, a community-wide scale, within families, and it's true for individuals. Every day we face choices, choices regarding ourselves and others. Often the stakes are pretty small, like, should I take job A or should I take job B? Of course, there are times when the stakes are higher, like, should I lie to help someone? The Torah instructs us on what we should do. And in those instances, you become like one of the judges we talked about, but on an individual scale. You have the responsibility of deciding between the contrasting options, and your decision is binding. We pray that you will always listen to the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, as he reminds you of the scriptures and their proper application. These days it's easy and maybe even comfortable to call out other people's faults, but doing that keeps the attention on them and away from us, you know. Yeshua turned the tables on that way of thinking. In Luke chapter 6 verse 42, Yeshua said, How can you say to your brother, Hey brother, let me remove the splinter from your eye when you yourself don't see the log in your own eye, you hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly so that you can remove the splinter from your brother's eye. If we all apply the teachings of Elohim 
to ourselves first, there will probably be a lot fewer disputes between us. Mm-hmm. Whether we are judging ourselves or a situation involving others, the standard is always the instructions of Yehovah. As we mature in the faith, we should become leaders and teachers of others, helping the body of Messiah to flourish. That brings to mind the question, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and do what is right in your own eyes? Or would you take the red pill and decide everything with love, using the word of Elohim as the standard? Only you can answer that question. Just because someone feels judged and accuses you of not walking in love, that is not necessarily the case. Saying that can be an effective defense tactic, though. Mm -hmm. When iron sharpens iron, it can be hard work. May we all apply the Torah to ourselves first and to other believers with love and respect. We're responsible for ourselves and for one another. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Feel free to listen to it again, email it, or text it to a friend. Start a conversation. If you listen regularly, please send us an email letting us know how you're doing and how we can improve what we're doing. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you you can can handle handle the truth. truth.